Welcome to Grace Point Church Podcast. We proclaim Christ crucified and uphold him as the only hope for the fallen world. On today's episode, you'll hear from Kenny Rongo. Ken is a children's and youth worker at Grace Point Church. Hello there and welcome to our podcast on Monday. This mission month in this podcast on Mondays, we have been focusing more on telling others about Jesus. In the last two weeks, our focus has been on the Great Commission given by Jesus in Matthew 28, where we were reminded that each one of us, we who are Christians, are called to be disciples, who are making disciples. Now, today we will focus more on three important things about God that encourages us to want to share the good news of Jesus with others. And then next week, we'll think more of the content of the good news itself, that which we are called to share and to proclaim. So let's dive in today and think about three key important things about God that really should encourage you and I to share the good news of Jesus. In the past several weeks, I've been reading a book, a very good book on evangelism written by Rico Tice, who is a gospel minister in the UK. In this book called Honest Evangelism, Rico says that the reason why many of us Christians are afraid and shy away from sharing the good news of Jesus with others is because we rarely think about God and what God is doing in the world. In other words, he says, we ought to keep thinking about God and what he's doing in our lives and all around us. And by doing this, you and I will for sure not help it but speak of what the Lord has done. When we fix our eyes on God, he says, then we'll for sure be motivated to go forth and tell the goodness of the Lord. In this book, he highlights three important things about God that will do good to think about together today. Now, here are the three things about God that ought to motivate us in evangelism and sharing the good news of Jesus with others. The first one is God's sovereignty. The second thing is to, that we ought to think about God is God's grace. And then the third and the last thing is God's power. So three things, God's sovereignty, God's grace, and God's power. First thing to think about is God's sovereignty. God's sovereignty. Now, when we say that God is sovereign, we mean that he's in charge and he does all that he pleases. And you see, God's sovereignty spreads to what he makes us do, to where he makes us live, to what he brings our way, to what he's doing in the world. I hope you know of Paul and his message in Athens in Acts chapter 17. Now, as Paul was telling people about Jesus in Athens, there's one thing he says in his message that ought to surprise us. Hear what he says. In Acts 17, from verse 24 to verse 27, The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hearts and is not served by human hearts as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man, he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out the appointed times in history and the boundaries 
of their lands, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way towards him and find him. You see, my brother and my sister, here Paul says that God made the world and everything in it, including my neighbors and my relatives and my work colleagues. He made everything and everyone. He goes on to say that he doesn't need them, but they need him. God doesn't need these people, but these people need God. He gives all of us every breath that we take. And not only that, he goes on to say that God has marked out how long every person will live and decided where they will live. Now, this is challenging to think about if we think through it and what it means, isn't it? You see, your neighbor who lives next door, God put them there. Your colleague at work who sits at the next desk in the office lives there because God sat them there. Let me read a short paragraph from this book on evangelism that I've been reading, Honest Evangelism by Ricotais. Hear what he says. In God's sovereignty, what is going on in history is that God is reaching out to people so that they will reach out for him. The reason your neighbor lives where she does is that she will get reached for the gospel. Why did God want a Christian, you, to be in your workplace? Yes, so you can bless your boss and workers by working hard and honestly, but also so that others there can hear the gospel. It's no accident that you know the people you do. It's no accident that they are in your path, head of court. Very interesting way of putting it. So then, what this means is, God is sovereign in everything, including whom he brings our way. And then what this means is, as Christians, we ought to be disciples who are making disciples. And we ought to keep praying for an open door for evangelism. We ought to keep praying that God will give us opportunities to share our faith with our neighbors, with our colleagues, with our friends, and with the people that he has put in our path. That's the first thing that we need to know. God is sovereign. Now, moving on to the second thing, God's grace. God's grace. On God's grace, you and I, we who are Christians, ought to remember who we were first before we go ahead to tell others about Jesus. You see, once you become a Christian and put your faith in Jesus, what happens is that you are adopted into God's family. Now, this is remarkable that we who were once God's enemies, that we who were once slaves, have now become God's children, that we now have a place on the table. We are no longer slaves, but sons, says the Bible. And you see, the Bible clearly makes it clear that this is not our own doing. It's God's grace. Yes, by his grace, God, who is rich in mercy, made us to be born again. That we who are in the world without hope and without God have been brought near and have been welcomed to God's family. How exciting this ought to make us feel. Now, once we realize God's grace to us, we'll be we will be driven to want many others to experience God's grace. We would want our neighbors, our colleagues, our family members who are in the world without hope and without God to experience God's grace. With us, go ahead and share with them the gospel. 
Yes, we go ahead and plead with God to open their blind eyes. We pray for them that they might behold Jesus and really know him for who he is. And you see, thinking through this further means that we'll not be discouraged at all if we go ahead and share with them the gospel and they refuse to accept it. Yes, once we know that it's God in his grace who does the opening of blind eyes and that he's the one in his grace who calls those who are dead back to life, then you and I won't be discouraged if those people that we approach, if those people who we evangelize to, those people that we share the gospel with, reject the gospel message. In fact, we will be encouraged that God in his grace might open their eyes. No wonder then, you and I need to remember God's grace, that he saved us, and in his grace might save others. Thus won't be discouraged if he doesn't, or if they don't respond. The third and the last thing that we need to remember about God is God's power. So the first thing was God's sovereignty. The second thing was God's grace. And the third thing is God's power. You see, my friend, God has got power. To put this differently, God is powerful. I know this might for sure sound simple. And you might be thinking, I already know that. But reminding ourselves this again and again will for sure help us to keep telling others about Jesus and to share the good news with others. You know what? If it's left to us to ever make anyone respond to gospel message, to ever make anyone a Christian, no one would. But the truth is God is powerful to make sinners see their own sinfulness and respond in faith to Jesus' offer to come to him so that he can give them rest. You and I know so well that the might of believers are bridled, right? We even experience it every day. Why don't people want to know about Jesus? Why don't they think about eternity? Why? Why, when they are told, don't they come to faith? It's because they cannot see the light of the gospel. They are bright. They just can't get it. Here then is where we need to remind ourselves again and again that God is powerful. He is powerful because he is the little eye surgeon. He is the one who gives spiritual sight to blind people. One verse that really jumps out of the page when I read 2 Corinthians chapter 4 is verse 6, where Paul says this about God. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 6, Paul says this about God. God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light to shine in our hearts. A very encouraging verse here. You see, what remarkable thing Paul is saying here? God turns on the lights. He is powerful to turn on the lights. God, who in Genesis 1 said, let light shine in darkness, is in the business of turning on the lights in the lives of many people, in the lives of children, in the lives of preteens, in the lives of youths, in the lives of men and women. He is powerful. And this in itself is an encouragement for you and I to go forth and share the gospel, knowing so well that the power to call people to faith belongs to God. 
Our job is then simple, to proclaim Christ and him crucified. Yes, this is our work, to tell others that Jesus died for you according to scriptures. And once we do that, God, who has God power, shines his light in their hearts and opens their blind eyes to behold Jesus for who he is. God is powerful. Now, as we bring this to a conclusion, let me ask you two, two questions. What do we need to tell ourselves as we look someone who doesn't know Jesus, whether at school or in the office or in the matatu or in our own home? What do we need to tell ourselves as we look at someone who doesn't know Jesus? What do we need to remember as we look at someone we know doesn't trust Jesus? Three things. Three things. God is sovereign. That is, he has put me here and he has put them there so that they can hear the gospel. Number two, God is gracious. He loves me and he loves Jesus. I'm a child of God. I have been adopted to his family. And thus, I can make other disciples. And if they don't respond, then that is not because I have failed. And then number three, God is powerful. His spirit opened my blind eyes. His spirit can open their eyes. So my job is to preach Christ and then leave the rest to God. Yes, three things to always remember. God is sovereign. God is gracious. God is powerful. May God help us to remember these three things as we see people who do not know Jesus all around us. Thanks a lot for joining in today. May the Lord grant that today you remember he's sovereign, he is gracious, and he is powerful. Do have a good day ahead. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Grace Point Church Podcast. For more information and past episodes, visit our website gracepointchurch.org. Please join us again tomorrow for a new episode. Goodbye.